Hello and welcome to The Unmissables, a weekly trawl through the world of popular culture, films, books, music. These are things we don't often discuss, but TV, <laughs> we always do. Musicals, we don't. Musicals. I don't think we've ever done music, have we? Music. Yeah, we, we did music, did, um, we did Harry Styles' yes, album, but we've you. never done musicals because someone doesn't like them. Mm, True, I don't. I can't stand a musical. I mean, I'm not that keen either. I've got a bit. Boy. If you're wondering who these chattery voices are, they are Stephanie Seelan and Kay Ribeiro, my regular colleagues on this very special podcast, and they're very special people. <laughs> this week, nice. we're going to be looking at Benedict Cumberbatch is back on our television screens. Where he He's belongs. At yeah. last. He's Benedict Cumberbatch. That's what he is. Oh, very good. He is starring in <laughs> The Child in Time, which is an adaptation of one of my favourite novels ever written by Ian McEwan, which came out 30 years ago. Did Ian McEwan write Atonement? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he did, which Cumberbatch was also in. in oh, of course ro- he was. Yeah. Oh, he was a nasty yeah. bastard. He's got his, he was. He's got history with McEwan. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And early name drop, when I pointed out to Cumberbatch when I interviewed him about this programme that it was 30 years ago when that book was published, he said, oh, my God, that makes me feel really old. Oh, God, you made, you made yeah. Benedict you feel bad made, about himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would you do that? It's just an accident. We're also looking at James Franco plays twins in the new David Simon, hugely prestigious eight-part drama, The Deuce, starting on Sky Atlantic and Now TV next Tuesday. How can it be prestigious before it's come out? Okay, this is like, you're talking, you know, in the world of like quality TV, you know, peak TV, this guy did The Wire, one of the most, some people say it's the best TV series of all time. Oh, the people behind it. Sorry, I thought you meant the the show and I was like, how is that possible? George Pelicanos, who's a brilliant um, crime writer. Oh, George P. Pelicanos. Yeah, he he co-wrote the the script, yeah. Now, we should say in advance, Steph hasn't had time to watch this, which is fair enough because it is an epic feature length. But also, listen, she, don't, don't be worried, Pogs, people on the ground, our listeners, because she will have views. She will have views, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we've cleared it. She's not going to pretend she's seen it. Everyone. I'm going to imagine what she's, I think about it. That would be awful. Um, then, in, in sharp contrast, as I like to say, oh from the God. juice, stage school is... Handbrake what, is, what is it? I mean, we'll discuss it. I'm don't not worry, be, guys, I have seen that. I've seen it, and I'm not, still not sure <laughs> I know what it is. And Russia with Simon Reeve, the latest... What can only be described as a travelogue, <laughs> in which yeah. handsome, I think he is handsome, isn't he, Simon Reeve? He's more than handsome. Okay, we'll get, yeah, let's not, let's, let's not get you on that whoa subject. There. Whoa. It's a three part trek across Russia, mm-hmm. uh, which starts on BBC Two next Thursday, the 28th of September. But before we get to all of that, it's our traditional opening segment where we look at stuff we've just generally been watching, we want to talk about, and, you know, we think, oh, yeah, this, is, this might be interesting, this might be good, this might be bad. Stephanie Seelan, what has grabbed your attention this week? Well, I had every intention of completing my semi-binge on Tinstar because yes. I wanted to Come on, discuss, what are you doing? I know, because Kay obviously started binging, which I was very excited about. But Kay did the full Decca binge. She watched she all did 10 the episodes. She did binge. Listen, yeah, yeah. There, there's no binger like me. No. But I got a little bit caught up with a show on the iPlayer. Oh, here we go. And it's, the episodes are 16 minutes long. Right. 16 minutes. 16, I know. That's Shocking. A good it's a really good length. Some say it should be the length of this podcast, but they're wrong. <laughs> right. It's called Sex, Drugs, and Murder. Oh. So, all the oh. things that are right up my street. Okay? Okay. okay. And it's about sex workers in an area of Leeds called Holbeck 
in Leeds, which is the first kind of legalised. Um, so this is not a drama. This is a no. This is a documentary. This is a documentary. So it's like 16 minutes, and it follows these three women who are sex workers in this new legalised area of Leeds. It is fascinating, and you know how we discovered that the iPlayer is now doing the Netflix thing where it clicks onto yeah. the next oh, thing at yeah. the bottom. Yeah. So you, honestly, I was I was like three hours deep. Watch the whole thing; it's incredible. How many apps? There's like ten episodes. It's amazing. Wow. Wow, I don't know. You should have watched The Juice and you would really like it if you like sex workers are your thing. But this these women, they're like they're (laughs) oh god, they're so it's like if you think that your life is bad in any way, watch this it's I never think my life is is worse than a sex worker. It's honestly sure? horrendous. They're, and they feel, <laughs> I, I'm really amazed by it because they're like, they're like, they're always taking drugs in it. They have all these yeah. terrible boyfriends. Yeah. Like they give, there's one of them that gives you like extreme detail about like, just like I've got this one guy who basically he pays me £2,000 um, and he just massages my feet for an hour because he's what? just got a foot mm. fetish. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And then, like, the, you know, the, uh, the uh, crazy weird what? things. Like, wait, 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 just Kay, Kay is jealous I know, now. I know, it's too grand to touch someone's trotters. Yeah. Kay's having a it's career. Making me but, but career. Also, <laughs> now, this and is I really hate feet, but... but <laughs> Kay, listen to this, it's so strange, right? So that's, that pay, man pays that amount, right? Just the same woman. Him. Yeah, but this same woman was like... She With gets, his hands. She gets paid... <laughs> She has paid 300 quid, right? And 300 quid is the going rate for someone to poo on you. Isn't that... Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. It's true. She went there. It's disgusting, apologies, but it's Apologies, apologies. Just saying what happens. Yeah, oh, well. Anyway, it's gritty. Adult it's gritty content. is all I'm Adult saying. Content. I don't know, it's gritty. <laughs> it's gritty. But don't you think that's weird? Like, foot massage is more money. I just... Anyway. Oh, my God. Find out all about it. It's well, great. Or don't. Gritty. Gritty, yeah. But Kaiser, you you need to watch the juice because because there's a big crossover there in um, in prostitution themes. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah. I do like. No, she's that. she's stuck on this. Okay, oh, no. I hope you've been watching something nicer than that. Well, listen, liar. No. I'm talking about the uh, what is it? ITV. Yeah, it's ITV. ITV, there's, one of the brothers. Yeah, William the Williams brothers. Williams brothers yeah. Um, their drama. The, the one that's st- winning in the ratings. We should say. Oh, yes. did we do a pop now? Okay, fine. Now I need to issue in a bit of an apology because a couple Uh-oh. of a couple of pods ago we said we were going to do a, a pog poll for the people on the ground to vote and tell us if you've been watching Relic or um, Liar. Liar. Now it fell to me to Which do this. Which are both written by the same brothers and are on at the same time on ITV and BBC One on Monday nights. Exactly, boy, do they with the stats. <laughs> so it was my job to put it up, right? And um, on the Twitter, ha- on the Twitter, right? So you could all vote because I know that's the first thing you're going to think of doing after you've watched the program, and. Truth be told, I fell asleep. <laughs> That's what happened. So yeah. we don't wow. have stats for you right now, but what I mean, we do have is... I mean, 10 o'clock on a Monday night, it's exhausting, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah, I mean, hello, it's first day back at school. Yes, yeah, so it is yeah. my bedtime. You fell asleep. Yeah. But I can just tell you lies better because I liked it. Well, what I want my... We also had a little chat. We do have a little um, WhatsApp... Pod group. group. Yeah. About oh, yeah. this thing. And we yeah. were having... And basically... Which no for one me, replied to. The only I point replied. of the poll about Lion yeah. versus Relic was to see who decided which one to watch immediately after. Yeah. So it was going to be a, a hot, you know, immediate yeah. kind of response to find out. But now we've got the actual official ratings. And oh, what are the official I can ratings? Tell was you. I right? Oh, fine. Was Someone I right? did was the I poll right? for you. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. So That's the poll point. is yeah. already pointless because... In, in actual ratings terms, yeah, um, Liar was the clear winner. Over See, Relic. I told yeah. you. Yeah, why well, not? I, well, I agree. Well, I no, I think if we because go back Liar, to because Liar's got bigger stars. Mm-hmm. Joe Frog. Joe Frog. Ian Ewan Griffith. <laughs> and it's also a much easier concept to sell, isn't it? It's like it's a, who's lying, who's not lying on this he date. He said, she said, basic. He more said, basic. she said. 
Not I mean, more it's basic. I just easier, e- just an easier premise to, yeah. to explain. Whereas Reddick is deliberately yeah. confusing and weird, backwards telling. Mm. And people don't, people aren't keen on Reddick. I, I'm still championing. It. I still think it's good. I'm, I'm a little I, bit rolly eyes about it. But so anyway, liar, you've watched. So where I've are you watched, up to? In I've liar? watched three episodes. Three. Oh. oh my god! So you've Have you watched episode three? three? No, because I've been caught up with sex, drugs, and murder. Okay, well you need to get on this because episode three is a real turning point. And oh, is it? Yeah. It yeah. Is. So what's aired so far? One um, and two. Two is just aired. If you're listening to this, listeners, on Tuesday when we come out, it, uh, two aired last night. Effectively okay. So on can ITV. we mention something about two? Can I mention a point about yeah. two? Is oh, it my... a spoiler? <laughs> no. Are you sure? No. Let's have a little think. Run it through your mind. First. Well, I mean, you, you give your forewarning, of listeners. So if they want to, maybe like fast forward a bit okay. for the next. Fast I don't forward know, a bit because I'm just going to mention seconds. one word: earring. Mm. Oh, that's fine. That's when he fine. finds the ear, yeah, I was yeah. like, no, that's, <gasps> "That's not a spoiler." That's Turned fine. it all around for yeah, me. That, that was, was amazing. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Kay's right. Yeah. So the end of three, something happens, and it, like, yeah. there, there's a couple of points in the in the third episode that I was like, mm, "This is going a bit off the boil for me." And then this one thing happened, and I was like, "Right, I'm gripped again." Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do third. There's a new the clarity. Weekend. Is mm. there? Yeah. Oh, I don't clarity. want to spoil it too okay, much. Great. Yeah, let's just say it's interesting because people on Twitter. Um, like who who were talking about? It. I saw one very experienced and admired producer. She didn't like the idea of this series because it takes. We kind of touched on it when we reviewed it because oh, yeah. it's take it's using a rape situation yeah. as a kind of to grab your attention and to build the tension within the show. Mm. And she feels that's intrinsically queasy, and I can see that. Mm. And in other writers, like TV writers, she had a chat with them, were joining and going, oh, yeah, I don't really want to deal with that. And I felt like saying to them, having watched through mm. episode three, well, actually, if you can just make it to the end of episode three, I think mm. you'd be all right, and I, without wanting to spoil anything. Mm. But, hey, Boyd, yeah? you've got beautiful eyes. What have they been... Uh... My, lately. my hazel eyes. Such a flirt. Listen, stop. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've been watching. I'm going to quickly mention a film screen that I went to because it's not the film wasn't out for a while, but it kind of touches upon, you know, last week I was talking about Mother, which is out now. Yeah. The, the psychodrama horror. Yeah. Kay and I need to watch thing. this together, I feel. I don't think either of you oh, can I don't take think it. I can handle it. Well, we I went can. to see this other film called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> What? You, uh, that sorry, is not the a film. Title You're making of the it film up. is the killing of film. the sacred yeah. deer. Yeah. Uh, just, it's, what? It's a very it's it, it's a very exciting film. It stars Nicole Kidman, part of the whole oh, Kidman Kidminocence. Oh, the Kidminocence yeah. is so good. Yeah, part of her incredible year of being in Only Good Things, and she's brilliant in really? this. Really, sacred deer. It's not a literally. That's a metaphor. So that's a phrase. You don't actually. There's God, no deer killing in the actual film. God, oh, is there, there is, no, killing, is there any? Is there any deer in it? There's no deer in it. Right, there's misleading. Just, there's killing, okay. killing. Um, so that's that's an old kind of um, I think fable about the killing. You know, don't kill us. There's a sacred thing. You don't kill us. Well, I don't just know. Just don't kill it. <laughs> anyway, nice. it's um, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. Ah, uh, him. Yeah. Yeah, your friend. Yeah, your friend my of friend, mine, friend of mine. Who did direct the Lobster? Did you see oh, that? Oh, that's great. Yeah, now you know. Now I'm into it. And The Lobster was kind of a huge, big awards film last year with yeah. Colin Farrell and lots of other people. And I think this is better. Immediately, this is better than that. And Farrell's back in this with a huge beard oh. playing a doctor. Right. And I'm not going to give it a full in-depth thing because it isn't out for a while. But all I'll say is, oh, my God, it's, even, it's perhaps even more of a test of your, like, if you can cope with the, the, the what's going oh, on in no. it. It's all about this weird, mysterious kind of teenage boy who forms a friendship with Colin Farrell. You're not really sure why and what he's up to. And then it all gets really grim in the second half of the film when Colin Farrell's two children, one of whom is like a 
mid in her mid teens, I would say late teens, his daughter yeah. and his son who's in his early teens, suddenly lose the power to walk. And you don't oh, know why. Then they're horrid. holed up in this in, in hospital and they lo- and they can't move and they're kind of like slowly being paralyzed and you don't understand what's going on and then it gets even darker and more Darker horrible. than that? Yeah. So this is the se- so this is the second time Farrell and Kidman have been yeah. yeah so they were together in the beguiled the beguiled well done so yeah and they're brilliant of. together and it's 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 you know it's a brilliantly made it's like mother wives it's like mother it's another like maverick kind of um, allegorical do, fable distressing thing with really good people in it being do brilliant. you find out though because I can't watch it unless I actually find out why this boy is in paralysis no, I can't, can't address that I can't address okay. that at this stage okay. that'll be a spoiler I think okay. well, it's an offer the other thing I was going to quickly mention is that I have been watching is I'm Dr Fostering in a big way <gasps> okay. big do you know way. what I need to catch up you need to catch up really so um, tonight if you're listening to this on Tuesday when we come out is episode 3 and that one alone episode 3 a lot happens so, so Lyon and, and Dr. Foster, episode yeah. three are crucial for... Crucial, yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. It's the crucial third episode. It's the crucial third episode. And um, it's, theory it's incredible. Off. No, no, there's no, there's no big theory. It's just uh, a maybe, fact. maybe I'll hatch it's, a theory. No, no, episode three being a three, crucial the three, episode. The theory yeah. of three. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, the power of three. Mm. Um, but it is absolutely magnificent it's so people and people are nitpicking a bit i've seen on twitter and oh there's media. been a lot of that a lot yeah. of that yeah well, what's but the problem I, just saying it's I a think, bit ridiculous yeah and like, but oh. i think it's all psychologically real i think everything that happens in it and there's another feminist thing going on as well which i think <gasps> after tonight's episode i'm trying not to spoil it but i think there'll be even more of a backlash oh, from no. some women about oh, it no. yeah for what she does in it I'm oh, not, again no. i can't i'm not gonna say your face oh there's a face. feminist backlash i don't want it to be a feminist a bit, backlash a mini feminist backlash and i actually I met one of the producers recently, socially. Uh, again, I'm not going to... Socially? <laughs> and she was telling me that they, get, they all get it on... They do get, all get it on social media. So Because people res- have such big responses to this show. It's such a kind of hot-button programme because it deals with so many different things that people get very angry about it. I think everyone needs to calm down. Yeah, everyone oh. needs to calm down. It's fiction. Yeah. Talking it's of not Twitter. real life. It's fiction. But I think Foster is great. One of our superpogs did mention that actually we were incorrect when we said well that um transparent was the best amazon original series because he mentioned bosch did you ah, see this i did see this so then yeah. i haven't seen bosch bosch is so so good so titus welliver who's the one who's also a water is, is also an artist not a watercolor artist just an artist in general anyway and then titus welliver liked that tweet actual bosch which is very exciting very can, good, can titus it? send me a box set of bosch can I think we, that can be arranged. Can we get okay. Titus to listen to the podcast? I like am going to ask. Review and and has rate he reviewed it, it more? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, that will happen. Don't worry. Okay. He's got. Okay. He's got that will follow. Yeah, I, I know. I do. I do like Bosch. Uh, so I, I will address that very point. I'll say I really okay. like Bosch. I like Titus. I think it's great. Very well made. Good show. But I don't think it's as good as Transparent. I, I stick d- with I, my okay. Transparent up being up there. Transparent's just completely unique. There's nothing like it. Whereas I think Bosch is part of that. It's a really good example of crime drama. It's great, but. There's nothing like transparent out there. That's, so that's why I would, so I would respectfully disagree. I think there's going to be some comment on Twitter that's next week that listen, disagrees with your Bring on the backlash. Bring it on. <laughs> comment away. Let's move on, shall we, to the meat? Let's do it. The four parts of meat. <laughs> the f- yeah, it is four. The four course meal of meat. Ooh. Starting with um, probably one of the TV, TV <sighs> drama highlights. And I'm not saying we're, we're saying that already, just in terms of, you know, high profile... Again, I'm going to use the word prestige. So this is The Child in Time. It's a one-off, feature-length, 90-minute adaptation of Ian, McCre- Ian McEwan's prize-winning... Ian McCruen. Ian McCruen. Ian McCruen's prize-winning novel of the same name, adapted by Stephen Bouchard. Oh. Yeah. The Bouch. Starring 
Cumberbatch, Kelly McDonald of oh. Broad, Broadwalk Empire fame. Broadwalk Empire fame, even. Not Broadwalk. Not Broadwalk Empire. Broadwalk. Yeah, I'm just slightly mispronouncing all Broadchurch? words now. But, no, but you know what you're just doing? Kay's you're just adding an R again. into yeah. everything, which is <laughs> yeah. really unusual. Yeah. Everything's getting an extra yeah, R. Steve Run Campbell Moore's in it. Right. Stephen Campbell Moore. <laughs> and Saskia Reeves. Saskia Reeves. Now... I can explain what it's about. What was anyone to go ahead and oh, describe I'll, the story? Yeah, yeah go, okay, go, go. Okay, so Benedict Cumberbatch plays a author, a children's author. He's a father to a little four-year-old girl, and um, he takes her out shopping um, to give his the mum a bit of a break. And he takes her his eye off her for mere moments while he's paying a the bill, and she goes missing. And it's the devastating repercussions of this one fateful moment, which I mean everyone can relate to just taking eye off the ball and she goes missing and the whole story centers around how this couple him and his wife Kelly, played by Kelly MacDonald cope with the loss of their child and there's also simultaneous kind of subplot about he he belongs to a committee doesn't he a children's committee yeah. a government committee yeah, yeah. which is um, actually you can explain more about that because yeah, I didn't think it's interesting. that bit right yeah so there's really a whole there is so a site so in the original novel which we should say so it was written, came out in 1987 in the middle of Thatcher. Mm. And um, Ian McEwan, the writer being a kind of lefty liberal, I mean, I, you know, I speak as, as another one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a, lot, a kind of large theme of the novel is it kind of set, it's set a few years after that um, as a kind of, in a kind of dystopian version of right-wing Thatcherite Britain. I feel like you shouldn't say dystopian because I don't think that word belongs in here at all. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot that you hate dystopian. But I just... But I this just, isn't, so that's the novel. I, no, no, okay, no. Okay, yeah, all right. This, so this is set in the present pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really specify, I don't think, but it's kind of set more or less in the present. But it still tries to distill the political side mm. plot thing and theme from the original novel. So you do get... He, the, the children's author played by Cumberbatch is on this committee looking at education and children and issue, all the issues revolving around, set up by the Prime Minister. And we, meet, we see the Prime Minister in it. And his best friend, Cumberbatch's character's best friend, is in government and is a high-ranking... Also literally his agent. And well, his um, publisher. Yeah. Yeah, his publisher and his wife's his agent. Is that right? I think yeah, it's played by Saskia. So oh, like, I thought yeah. it was the other way around. Okay. Yeah, so he's the kind of publisher. And, so that, and if you think that's a bit weird... Um, there are MPs, aren't there, who own publishing companies. Mm. I mean, it happens. Mm. So that's believable. But there is this whole kind of slightly political side thing going on. And the Stephen Campbell Moore character, who plays this high-ranking government minister who's also Cumberbatch's best friend, does have a whole breakdown thing going on, kind of parallel, doesn't he, to, yeah. Yeah. to, the, to, the, um, to the main action. But somehow intertwined Intertwined, as well. yes, yeah. intertwined. He's searching for the child within. Yes. And... They're yes. looking for their child. Yes. But this is, you know, the novel itself is like a very, is kind of quite an epic, sprawling thing, which is quite difficult to distill down to yeah. 90 minutes. If you have neither of you read the book, but just I check haven't, it out. I didn't, I'm going to sound really stupid. I didn't even know it was a novel. Oh, no, no I mean, it came no. out 30 years ago. Yeah. Only people as old Before as me. Before you were born. Yeah. But only people as old as me. <laughs> oh, only people staring there. 50 in the well, face. I was six. I was six You're when not it. Boy, I was six when it came out. But all, okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you could have read it. I really could have. Yeah, especially. But I should it... at least know about it. But yeah. I don't. You should have anyway. Done. How old were you, Kay, when it came out? Uh, when? Sorry, which year? 1987. She was seven. I was seven. I'm not trying to get you to admit how old you are. No, that's fine. Just, just, just... Oh no, I was seven years old. Well, what's your excuse and I did, not reading it? No, I did read it. You did? Oh, good. No, Excellent. So, um, so read it. forgetting the whole novel thing, <laughs> Yes. what does it come across as, as a piece of pure television drama, Stephanie Seelan? Okay, I am... Basically, this is probably 
my most favourite thing that I've seen this year mm. and and completely and utterly the most perfect thing that I've seen with my eyes, which is what I text you straight away afterwards. I felt so many different, every different type of emotion watching this. I was completely transfixed. I think Benedict Cumberbatch mm. is this is going to... I'm not over-egging this. He's magical in this. Magical. He's at, he, he puts on a completely magical performance. It's subtle, but perfectly pitched. Um, I love Kelly MacDonald. I think everyone in it is amazing. I mean, I just... I, there are not enough good things. This is such... It's such a traumatic, horrendous thing that happens. And you... It is eking out of their every pore, this pain. But it's just beautifully beautifully done and the fact that this it's such an awful situation but you're kind of like you're so transfixed and you're so happy to sort of be there with them watching <laughs> this whole thing unfold it's just wonderful and it's and I think everyone will love it mm. yeah it's interesting it's not in in the um, interviews um that I did with him and when we also got quotes from Kelly McDonald they both she particularly talks about how she, when she read the script the thing that really amazed her because she hadn't read the book is it's not depressing so no it's a, it's isn't a, it's a, it's no it's a, actually up, weirdly uplifting that's, yeah. the, that's what I mean and also it just feels very real it doesn't yeah. feel like they're acting particularly like it feels like Benedict Cumberbatch has lost his daughter mm. it's yeah, just it's incredible, the it? power of him on, I mean I I, as I've said before, Sherlock is a thing that I like, but I find found, always found really difficult to follow, and I had to mm. watch it a couple of times. But I, I love Benedict Cumberbatch in films. This, for me, is one of his greatest performances yeah. ever. It yeah. is mm. just beautiful. Yeah. Okay, He's converted, done it. converted to Cumberbatch. Well, I love him in Sherlock. Your favorite thing, obviously, <laughs> but like, no, it is it is incredible. It's like an you go on that emotional roller coaster yeah. with them, so you feel their desperation. They're like the thing about this as well is that the couple, they they kind of have separated. They're estranged at the start. They're estranged, so you, yeah. But they, the love is still there. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. it's, it's so hard because it's almost their internal battle about it. Because obviously there's a lot of bitterness and recriminations and stuff like that. But there's still this overriding love, which is just so beautiful to watch. And you're kind of willing them along mm. at every stage, like, oh, please, just you know see this through together because he admits and I think it's like one of these moments I was like oh god it must this is how it must be is that he's never stopped looking she's she hasn't given up she's resigned herself to it because mm. she has to within herself but his whole thing is like he hasn't he's not actively looking but he's constantly out the corner of his eye and that is yeah. so sad to watch yeah the one of the moments actually which I thought was really beautiful is when she says to him why do you keep looking stop looking and she was she, he was yeah. like I can never st why do you want me to stop looking and she says because you always disappoint me yeah, yeah, yeah. you never bring her home and I just thought it was just I was, I cried but I was also like it, it sounds mm. silly but it was like sort of happy tears because it's it's pe really peaceful yeah the genius and, of it yeah. is yeah <laughs> I agree with you the genius of it is is that it's completely. Um, they don't melodramatic. They don't. They don't. No. They don't make it melodramatic. No, and there's they don't, no screaming no. or shouting. Well, there's a kind of little bit. I mean, so you, I, but but again, it's brilliantly adapted. So it kind of it starts off um, kind of in the present, if you like. So they are estranged. She's moved to the white some village somewhere, isn't she? Miles away. Mm. He's still in London in their home. She's moved by the sea. She can't bear to be in the home. You kind of get that feeling where you know they they brought up their daughter until until she disappeared. He's still there. And he's got writer's block and he's dealing with that. So they're completely miles apart physically, geographically. And then his best mate moves away to the country with his wife, the MP mm. slash publisher character. So he's kind of isolated, isn't he? And you get that. And so he's all, a lot of it's going on in his mind. He's having these visions of her mm. and, and flashbacks to the moment. 
Whereas Kelly McDonald's trying to deal with it just by kind of going away and removing herself from the situation. It's all, and I find all of that, and when you're reading in the book, sorry to go on about the book again, it's like, oh my God, this is all so real. Mm. It's every step of the way. Everything that they do and say to each other, that's the brilliance of it. It feels incredibly believable. So real. And the brilliance of this film is that mm. it, they've done that on, on, in the film version, in the mm. TV version. So everything that Cumberbatch and McDonald's say to each other and the way they look at yeah. each other, it's all brilliantly modulated, isn't it? It's like it's so completely... I feel like it's also a tale of like not giving up hope and yeah. this, uh, this glimmer of light and abject darkness. It's yeah. like... It's yeah. very uplifting. But he, what I'd say is if you're feeling emotional like <laughs> I was, just be, be warm because... Oh, it's emotional. I mean, yeah. it's an emotional... Roller coaster, yes. but it's not depressing. That's the no, God, it's thing, not depressing. Yeah. But you and will again, cry. Another thing, it is one of his best ever performances because oh, I think he'll get baftas and things because he will. Well, again, when I interviewed him, he made the really interesting point that this is the character he's played that's the closest to him. That he partly why he wanted oh, to do God. it is because, really, yeah, because you know oh. he's, he's played geniuses. He's got another. He's playing Thomas Edison in a film coming up. He like invented electricity. He I played want... Sherlock. He played the other genius it's in the so other film. It's so funny you say that because I honestly, this sounds really ridiculous, but I really wanted to believe that was close oh, to what he was like. Oh, this is what he's like. This is exactly what he's like. I just, I just, because you completely, right, yeah. you fall in love with this person. Yeah. And, and you in fall in love life, with him he's completely. A, he's, he's an absolutely lovely, funny, charming guy. And he's playing a lovely, funny, charming guy who's been in, the, in this extreme situation. And it's like, what, you know, you're following him what happens to him, what, how he copes at with it. At the end of the year, when we do our pod awards, which I'm suggesting now, yeah. I think he will definitely be I, a contender. Do you know yeah. what? The, she's brilliant as well. The, what do they call themselves? What's the official title of his um, his kind of crew of followers, his fan base? The, what's they well, Cumber? some people say they call them Cumber Bitches. But no, it, I don't agree with that. They shouldn't that there's loads that. of just fans, they Cumber fans. They are going to go wild <laughs> yeah. for this. They're just going to go yeah. wild. And I think it's just going to grow, this this fan yeah. base, beca- because of this. I mean, yeah. like I, said, I mean, we I should say he does have sex with Kermit Dodd at one point. Spoiler alert. I mean, okay. as well. I mean, I don't want to bring it down to basics. That is a spoiler. I mean, there is slight. You've got down to the basics. There is quite a big. That is quite a big spoiler. I want to make it. Well, there's slight Cumberbatch nudity. see. I'm not saying whether it's in present or past, or but there is scene of Cumberbatch. He's teasing you, fans. There's yeah. Cumberbatch nude, base mm. nudity. There's Cumberbatch bum to some extent. Is there bum? A little bit of there bum. There is a little. There's side bum, it's and side then at bum. one point he has to take off a number of clothes, and right. it's. Yes, he magical. does. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Magical clothes removal. This whole thing is magical but and amazing. Just to make it clear, we're we're above all that basicness. We're, oh, yeah. basically we're not basic cumber bitches It's one of his here. greatest performances because it's so he's so brilliant. Yeah. I'm giving it five stars. I'm getting straight out the doors there with that. Before I could even ask you how many yeah. stars you're giving it, because obviously you want us to move on to finishing the, no, the hour. No, because I want to be the first to give it five stars. Mm-hmm. And as I said, she boy, the thing is, and if you that do, if you don't give this five stars, because you have no, said it's one of the greatest things you've ever seen. No, ever. what this is, this is my point actually. I know sometimes on here I like give low star ratings, and I sometimes say zero stars. For me, this is <laughs> we should reserve five stars for this kind of thing because this is absolutely five stars. Hundred percent. At least there's consistency because sometimes you just say something's terrible, then you give yeah. it four stars. As you, you, I mean, you know, I don't want to bring it up, those... but you did get called out in that okay. last week. I am not going to explain to you again why the dystopian drama electric dreams thingy got. We had a few stars. complaints about that. Let's move on. Yeah, it's a five star for me. It's it's one it's of a... our few triple fives. I think it's mm. sensational. Sensational. The Child in Time is on Sunday. This Sunday on BBC One at nine p.m. Please God, don't miss it. That's why we call it the Unmissables. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Just yeah. in case you were wondering. Just in case you were wondering. Yeah. And another, as I've said already, highly prestigious drama project is The Deuce. I haven't seen it. Do you want me to describe it? Yeah, go on. <laughs> James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal star in a steamy drama following the legalisation, legitimisation and eventual cultural permeation of the porn industry in 1970s. 
New York. That's brilliant. I mean, that is the official, we should say, Sky Press release. No, that's not. That's that was just, just from, from Steph's head. Don't be out yeah. I thought it was yeah. about. But I, I, I was going to quote that myself because it's a quite a kind of, um, it's quite a poncy yes, press release, isn't it? That it They've listen, used, I like the show and everything, but that is a total poncy. There was cultural, a lot of long words there. I was cultural a bit permeation. That's a Look, bold It's about pimps and prosers in New York, 70s New York. <laughs> And that's it in a nutshell. I should have written that press release for them. I would have economised on words. It is, as you say, about pimps and prostitutes. Mm. Street walking ladies. And Maggie night. Gyllenhaal and James Franco in it. Yeah, so... Right. Gyllenhaal plays a um, one of those very prostitutes. and she, But she's quite an independent spirit. She's quite... Candy. I mean, she's kind of a veteran of it compared to some of the younger ones. And she hasn't got a pimp. She refuses to deal with pimps and stuff. So you meet a lot of the characters in this are pimps. Mm. But she walks alone. She has her own clients and she just deals with she's them She's my favourite, actually. Mm. She's very empowering. Like, yeah. she, there's a natural line, no one makes money on my pussy but me. Love there that. There you go. There you go. We've definitely got to have that explicit lyrics thing now on this podcast because you said the word pussy. Oh. Oh, I think you, since you've already brought up like scat, Mandy. Oh. I thought we were going to edit the poo thing out actually. So <laughs> I don't think we can. I think we mentioned it too often. Well, I've said it again now. <laughs> so yeah, I think the explicit is that disappeared about two minutes in. Okay. Right. So yeah, we're still being explicit. So yeah. So Maggie Gyllenhaal is a prostitute. A very independent, spurning the um, the pimps, and she's about to. I've watched episode two um, already, and she's she's about to get involved in the porn industry as well. So it's kind of about the birth of the porn industry a bit okay. in 1970-71 New York. James Franco plays twins in it. Why? Um, Vincent and Frankie Martino. Vincent is like a bartender. He is a bartender. It's not like a bartender. He is a bartender. <laughs> and he's got um, kids and a wife who's weirdly mm. frustrated with him and kind of wants to sleep yeah, away. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hardworking yeah. husband. Question. I hate you. Go on. Why? The twins thing. Well, it's a good question. I mean, can we come back to that a little bit before? I'm going to carry on describing right. it because I'm, I'm going to address in the twins time, issue head on. Because the other twin is more of a dodgy dude who's kind of um, owes the mob loads of money. and, the, and as Gambler. Gambler. And as you'll see played out, it's kind of about how these twins um, get involved in the porn industry because the mob is running the porn industry that will play out over the ep- eight episodes of gotcha. the whole thing. So it's kind of like if you, if you have seen The Wire. So The Wire... David's the thing that David Simon's most famous for doing up until now. He's done other. Sh- he did Tremé. Did you watch that? I know it's Tremé, but I'm a big Wire fan. So, if you, so the Wire was like a depiction across five mm. series, wasn't it, of Baltimore, the different kind of crime, of famously series two was like the docks. Yeah, and it was a bit boring. Do- oh, the docks was the not boring good. docks oh, that se- season. Yeah, a bit snoozy. It did the it press. Good, it showed you the newspaper industry, mm. the media, it sh- and and, it, and the police and the criminals, very and you thorough. kind of met. Yeah, very thorough. Well, that's the point. It was like an attempt to to show all the different social like did. strata of mm. what of this city. And why, and, and you know, the morality of them or the immorality of them mm. and, and the power relations. So, so it's a hugely st- ambitious thing. And yeah. this, I think, I feel, I've only seen two episodes. It's distilled. It wants to be, well, no, it wants to be a similarly ambitious, sprawling thing with all these different characters and all these different layers of society, mm. but focusing on the porn industry in New York. And okay. it's called The Juice because the area in, around 42nd Street was mm. known as The Juice mm. so, and 8th Avenue. And if yeah. you've ever been. Around, I mean, I'm not old enough to have been there in 1971, but I was. I am old enough to have mm. been to New York before it was all gentrified and Disneyfied. Mm. And you know, back it, I was there. You know, I used to go there a lot. I've been. To, I go to Which New York year? every. I guess that was the first year I ever went to New York. It was probably like 1989, 90, I think, and it was mm, still wow. pretty hardcore. Like Times Square yeah. was pretty. Was full of, you know, porn cinemas mm. and. Um, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you would see... 1990? Yeah. And now you it's see, just got the M&M shop. And a few years... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all about M&Ms now. Yeah. Then M&M Rudy World. Giuliani, famously the mayor, he was the one who kind of cleaned it oh, all up. Oh, he cleaned up New York, cleaned Rudy. Cleaned it all up, yeah. yeah. And now it is... It is you can, and it's one of the safest places on earth now, I think. Yeah. It's like, you know... So it's, in, it's partly all about that, I think, this whole thing. Anyway, I've witted on enough. Kay, what did you think of the juice? I really liked it. I think it's, you know, it's very no- glossy and, you know... It shows a glamour, more glamorous side in parts to the whole prostitution. I think in terms of like, oh. you know, well, in terms of like the Cadillac, you know, and like the the appearance of the, the pimps. What's stuff. the Cadillac? Oh, like one of them drives a Cadillac and oh. makes a big deal of it. You know, it's, it's, I think, but yeah, I know. I know okay. what you're going to say, but I'm... It is also very grim and shows the bleaker side of it. Right, for the I would say glossy. I think it's it's visually it's it's visually um, glossy. Is I think it's, of, it's very nice. It's visually it's very in t- it's, it's, it, it looks great, but it's kind of but it's kind of trying to show you the the gritty underbelly of New York. Yeah, which like, is it's stylishly filmed. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sorry. Right. I was, yeah, that's what I meant. Completely. Glossy. It's stylishly yeah. made, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I totally agree. But with also, that. like, yeah. but also slightly with the element of like you know how the pimps live this kind of amazing life yeah. you know with their Cadillacs and stuff like this and there's obviously the prostitutes who are doing the hard work so to speak oh yeah of course um, but yes I think the twin thing was an unnecessary gimmick yeah I think I might agree with you there yeah so I, I, I it is weird because the thing is so it's gritty and yet visually very well, visually enticing but it is so much about it's so real it's all about the realism of the situation and trying to show you what it must have been like to be a prostitute in 1971 in New York or oh, get involved in the porn industry mm. or be a pimp or be on the edge of it like James Franco's both his characters. But you're slightly, um, I was slightly taken out of it by this twins thing and you see them separately in the first episode kind of all the way through and then suddenly they come together, they, they meet each other in this bar and you've got the two Francos and you're like, oh, this is, it but is a gimmick. And, one, and divide- so it just took me out of the story which is very unlike the whole um, David Simon ethos. You know I mean, right. the whole ethos of The Wire and all of his shows really is how real and um, believable they are. But suddenly you're confronted with two James Franco's and you're like, oh, that's... Yeah, that's well, so, you know, so I did find it weird. Why didn't you know how they Dave- differentiated, though? So within the first few yeah. minutes, there's um, Vincent, the good one, yeah. is punched in the face. Yes. And so then he gets this oh, yeah. bandage and a bruise and yeah. then forevermore, right. that's your way of just... Even then oh. I found that a bit clunky. I, I thought it was yeah. really clunky. I was like, so, oh, has he got a scar on his head? Oh, it's him. So all I'd say is... and I def- So that episode one, which is like a 90-minute feature-length special, right? Then and then I watched episode two, um, which is an hour, and I did actually... I was fine with it. There's slightly less Franco in episode two, okay. and, and you know, is there more candy, more Maggie? Because I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's she is brilliant. I, I think she's so the she best is, thing about it. Yeah, she's the best thing about it. Right. And her character is intriguing. And there's a brilliant scene in episode one where she she's with a, a teenage boy or a young black guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's late late teenage, isn't he? Um, but he's been taken a, like party for a big party by it's his like mate's birthday. Yeah. Like yeah. An initiation thing. Um, and that's a great scene. Yeah, that's that is quite a fantastic. cliched idea, but it's so brilliantly yeah. done. What is Maggie Gyllenhaal's character's relation to James Franco's character? Um, none yet, right? None, none yet. yet. None. Okay, fine. So it's just independent yeah. stories. Yeah, and they floating were floating along. Yeah, they're independent stories floating along. That's the thing. Yeah. So and then in, as it goes on, they all, you, they will have contact with each other. Yeah, I think it's okay. going to how it's play out. It's and, a scene set at the first. Okay, step. fine. And but Maggie Gyllenhaal's getting into the porn industry, and assuming James Franco's character is going to have something to do with the porn yes. industry as well. Yes. So the They'll come together through porn. Yeah, exactly. and for equality, you see as, a lot of naked. As so many people do from the female do. side of things. That's but how you we also got together. James Franco's bum. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's equal opportunity. And none of Make it's gratuitous, it really, okay. is it? It's like, it's no. you can't really show a prostitute I was in action without Maggie Gyllenhaal getting, yeah. getting naked to some extent. Yeah. But it's all done very tastefully. It's not, it's non-exploitative. I mean, it's just, a, it's a very, it is a very quality, it's a clear what's quality show. What's it kind show. of like? If, you, if you're going to go, oh, if you like this, you should watch this. What's, the, what's it like? The Wire? In its way, I mean, it's more... Slightly more like, you know, Treme, which was about, which I didn't really like very much, which was about kind of post-Katrina New Orleans, wasn't it? Right, right. But it's the David Simon thing. I think he's done this in probably everything he's done, including The Wire and Since, Mm -hmm. is showing a society, showing a world, the world of 70s porn in New York, through character rather. It's not very plot heavy. So at the moment, you're just getting to know everyone in it kind of thing. That's what he does. And so I would compare it to that. It's just his method of doing it. It's, I don't think it's difficult to compare it to something else. Maybe it's a little bit, you know, there was that Martin Scorsese rock music drama that wasn't vinyl. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Bit, there were, I mean, right. and I think partly why, because this is an HBO Sky Atlantic show, this is an HBO show like that was, like vinyl right. was, but that had a similar setting. Was it 80s? Was it yeah, I think it was 80s. No. Was it late 70s, 80s? I thought it was 70s. But Whatever it was, it's a bit similar to this, just in terms of the whole milieu, I'm using that word. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. But this is better than that. Because that okay. was a bit silly. But guys, how many stars? I would give it four stars. I think it's really? yeah. Well, I, I think it's really gritty, but I'm I just found it overall. I found it depressing. I have to I'm going to question that with you because I, I feel like you're not giving it me a four star vibe from your face. You definitely want to give, or is Boyd influencing you with his face? Oh no! Look, no, I've written it here. Look on a piece in yeah, my Kay's, post. Okay, Kay, fine, Kay's never influenced no, 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 by me. I just me. feel like she didn't like. I just felt like she didn't like no. it that much. Okay. No, no, no. I, I, I thought it was very good, but I just found it overall. It's quite relentless in the nature of. You know, the prostitution. I just found it quite. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not a fun and bleak, fun breezy watch. No, okay. But there is. You wouldn't watch it with your mum as well, so don't think about that. No, no. I've got. I'm going to get my mum to watch Murder, Sex and Drugs on BBC (laughs) iPlayer. Oh, the real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real deal. Uh, Four stars for me as well. Yeah, maybe four and a half. Maybe four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, potentially five by the time we get to... Wow, It's just, okay. you know, you're just getting to know it. It's, 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 a, it's a slow burn. Okay. Don't expect fast-pacey... No, it's a burn. Yeah, it's a burn. And the normal episodes are going to be, what, an hour? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That is right. The Deuce, starting on Sky Atlantic and, indeed, now TV, Sky's um, streaming service where you don't need a dish, okay? You can just subscribe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's handy. Uh, on Tuesday, next Tuesday, at nine o'clock, and every Tuesday after that... <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, God. Perhaps one of the sharpest contrasts we've ever had between Total two television programmes. This is guys. the sharpest contrast. Stage School is, starts on E4 next Monday at 5.30pm. Mm. So it's kind of like their tea time. Youth is for the kids. It's yeah. for the kids. It's yeah. on at tea time. We should remember that as we review it. It's kind of like a, like oh, a yeah, towie version of... Like the fame school. It's scripted. It's a scripted reality show about structured stage reality. Stuff. Structured reality, yeah. Structured. Well, semi-scripted, structured. Where they, yeah, they give them they, like made in Chelsea in those shows. Yeah, so like, structured yeah, reality. Yeah, they give them like a situation, a scenario. And, mm. and, but I think some of it's probably improvised, isn't it? But oh, no, God, I don't no? think so. Well, yeah, okay. You you explain what you how what you feel the show is. Well, now you've said that whole thing about it being tea time, which is you know when I was at school. <laughs> Neighbours was on at 5.37 and I was, you know, we were all obsessed with Neighbours, right, when we were younger. So would this satisfy me in the Neighbours slot? Possibly if I was that age. But basically, it's a load of kids all dressed in black ver- with ver- like various different outfits but they're all in black at this stage school remember these two women who I'm not sure what the history of these two women are are they famous were they stage no, I think they're star- just like they're just Donna they and Bonnie it's yeah. the D&B Academy in Bromley Arts in, indeed in- Bromley in Bromley, 
the bright lights of Bromley, and basically, it's a load of incredibly irritating children and um, you know teenagers, teenagers running young around, people, young people screaming, dancing, Dive. and uh, trying to prove that they can make it. And I just don't think any of them are going to. <laughs> <laughs> any of them? No, I don't think any of them. It's there's a point in it where there's one girl. One of, so one of the themes of this first meeting is this girl called Lucia. Or yeah, 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 Lucia. Lucia, yeah. right. So I know she's not like, using oh, my notes that I've given you. So, sorry. Her name is on the notes, right. Steph. Lucia. She sings Ghost by Ella yeah. Henderson. I mean, so I, I, I work my fingers but, to the bone printing I'm, these notes and you don't even use them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You didn't so control what? print for nothing. But yeah. basically, she... It has to. They say, "Oh, do you want some help with your audition? You're going to have to sing in front of in front of Donna and Bonnie." And they're like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "Oh my god, that would be amazing!" And then she stands up to do her singing, and then there's all the music comes in the background. It's and like honestly, a music video. I honestly thought oh. they have two like and music videos. Yeah, bits, but he yeah. said the guy who was helping her who's like, "Oh my god, you didn't need any help from me." Uh, can you teach me a thing or two? And I was thinking, no, she does. She does need help from you because that wasn't that good. Um, she wouldn't get. She wouldn't get four yeses on X Factor. And then actually, when she does sing it, she's all right. And the other, the other kind of storyline is a guy who wants, who's tasked with doing directing a small group of boys in something, and then he mm. makes this little thing called Josh. No Direction. Yeah. See what they did there. Yeah. And it's just—it's all a bit shit, isn't it? I—I I, yeah, I found it very confusing. I was so—this um, is the second series, we should say, of this program. I'm always it or not. amazed when these things <laughs> just get like recommissioned. This is this is the fluff side. The reason we're doing it, we like to have every week. We like to have we something call it the lighter, fluff than the lighter. You rape know, we've had dramas, the head, we've and had prostitutes, dramas, we've yeah. had children disappearing. Oh. It's all very so. We like to have a little, you know, light and shade. This is the light. This is the fluff. But Still I was confused yeah. in, immediately. Yeah. I didn't believe. I didn't know whether the um, because you've got these these two women, Bonnie and Don, who run the stage school. I thought it might the whole thing might be like fiction, like a you know, like does it really exist? So then I had looked it up, and indeed the DMB Academy of Performing Arts. Is it real? It's real. It four four seventy Bromley Road. If you want to go there. And, oh my god, you know, pod outing. I mean, I think most people could go there because you don't have to have any talent to be there. I mean, I don't want. Yeah, well, well, steady. but it's like. It's like if you can't get into because there's the fame school, isn't it? What's that called? The one Sylvia Young. Sylvia, no, no the, Sylvia the Young and Adele Adele went to. A Brit oh, well, school. The Brit school. Oh, sorry, the Brit school. The Where Ed Sheeran school. didn't go famously. Right. but there's that one. Right, there's that one which is like you know proper. I mean, it's proper. I'm not saying this one isn't proper, but it I comes across. Like saying, boy, I'm just be honest, it isn't proper. <laughs> it comes across as not very proper. It's not. But and then Hokey. everyone in it though, there's all these. So now I'm feeling. How did, well, did the kids have to like? Did they audition to get in? Do they pay money to be part of it? Is it, it full or, time? It's a three school? year. I'm looking on on when I looked it up online. It's like a three year course in performing arts. That, that I, I mean, well, I'm wondering whether I and don't know how it works. Well, it's but broken up to juniors because one of the things is there's like a junior school, isn't there? And like yes. a senior school, which seems to have some twenty year olds in, which I found very confusing. Yeah, same. Um, and so one of the other things is they have this kind of dance off. They're gonna they're gonna make this dance team, the D and B dance crew, and then they they audition a load of the older people, and they're like, you just haven't you just haven't brought it. We're gonna get the juniors in, and then they get a load of these annoying precocious young people yeah. who be like, I've been in Matilda, I've been in this, I've been in Billy Elliot, and then they do some dancing, and you just think, oh god. Kay, if you were thirteen. Yeah. And you came home from school, and you turned on the E4 channel, and this was on. Would would you? Can you put your mic? Would you? Would it be alright? Yeah, I'd be into this be because right, it, actually, yeah. when I was growing up, there was a drama, like a drama school thing. I can't. Remember, I was trying to remember what yeah. it was called the other day. There was one, and I right. really, 
avid right. I mean, show. Fame, the TV show was kind of was was you yeah, know, but more recently, like really the... taking it back. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've already said I'm staying Ooh. 50 in the first <laughs> <laughs> with but... Leroy and you know whoever. <laughs> oh, good god! Classic. Yeah. Uh, no, but I would I would watch it. What I can't make out is are they because as Steph has pointed out, some of the acting is a terrible, little hokey. Terrible. Yeah. Are they acting badly? Yeah. Or are they just bad actors? Well, that's, that's a very good out. point. So here's my. You know, like Joey and Friends. Because yeah. the whole thing like, really, <laughs> but the whole thing for them really should, this is the thing, the whole thing for them is a, an amazing opportunity to be spotted. They've got a show yeah. about a school yeah. they're yeah. They should yeah, be acting they try- their asses off. No, but are they trying to act badly? This no, is, I don't. Why, why they would they you want to look bad? You mean because in a kind of like it, are they cheesy, chari- are jokey they way? No, are their characters uh-huh. meant to be bad, you know, like in any way? But they're not characters. That's the whole point. They're actual students. That's what's so, that's what's so messed up about yeah. this. Yeah. It's like they the, the singing is bad the dancing is uh, questionable and the acting is horrific it's like my main complaint about this program is it doesn't have to be yeah i mean it is annoying it doesn't have to be like this does it it could have been it could be really good it could have been a fly on the wall documentary series about this this world which would have been great and i don't quite know why kk's holding my forearm everyone do you remember pineapple studio how it's just a bit more real but pineapple was structured reality, wasn't it as well? I yeah, think. but it's better than this. Yeah, but but also there's a difference between Louis Spence or whatever, you know, camping up for the cameras. There were some characters on here that were trying to do the same. Oh uh, yeah, I suppose so. I just think I would like quite. I wouldn't mind seeing a Fly in the Wall documentary series that about. That would be so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. About a stage school, but because, this was just too but, contrived yeah, but, and too cheesy but you're right, and too cause annoying. Because it, it is a stage school, so mm. actually, probably what does go on there is yeah, probably, it's it's yeah. probably great. Yeah. Why have they added right, I don't this get that layer yeah. of like. I think I feel like ugh. some producer somewhere has gone, and clearly E4 has gone, oh, what we can do is we'll give the kids, literally like teenagers, because I can't imagine anyone over the age of, I'd pick 13. I can't imagine any 15-year-old being impressed by this. But, I mean, they've gone, look, 13, 14-year-olds will love it if we give them a TOWIE-style thing set in a stage school. But I think, actually, they'd just rather see a thing set in a stage school with real people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my strong feeling about it. I couldn't uh, bear it. No, say. 23 minutes it is. So it's on, it's on um, weekdays, starting on next Monday, on the E4 at 5.30 for, like, about three or four weeks or something. Yeah. How many stars? I'm going to give it two stars, and that's a stretch. Yeah. It's, 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 I think it's a one-star... <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it might be a one from me. Yeah. yeah. It was excruciating. But maybe, I know, I don't, without wanting to sound patronising, no, I'm not oh, even going to say it. Don't I was going to say it. Oh, on, There's no say way it. of saying, no, if you're don't. a 13 year old girl, you might like it without sounding patronising, is there? Um, but, but I said uh, it. I don't know whether they. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Was. It's no Degrassi Junior High, which it is really what I guess. It's, it's nothing like that. Finally, in the meat, we have the dessert of Simon oh. Reeve. And I feel in many ways, no greater treat can there be for Stephanie Seelan oh. than to watch Simon Reeve. Who, She's been banging on about him oh. all week. Yeah. So he, if in case you don't know, he specialises in travel-based documentary programme series for the BBC. Yeah, he's he done does. Turkey, I think. He's done the equator. He's like done India. The, yeah. yeah, he's done Tropic of yeah. This and Tropic of That. He specialises in travel he, and being gorgeous. That's what he specialises in. You really have the hot. Oh, I just, I just, I think when I watch him, I feel happy. I feel clever. I feel travelled. It's like all those three things are just great. Why wouldn't you want that? And isn't this like the ultimate for you? Because not only does it feature him travelling around, but you're also obsessed weirdly with Russia as well. I love Russia. Now, I say that it's not, 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 often, in a, not in a I love Putin way, because obviously he's a very oh, bad man. Yeah. Right. OK, I visited. You're not like Donald Trump. No, 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 no. God, no. But I Same am fascinated hair. with Russia. I love, love Russia. I 
I've been to Russia. Have you? Uh, when yeah, did you go to Russia? I went to Russia when I did my uh, master's degree. Oh, and, stage um, school. <laughs> stage school. <laughs> well, no, school. Um, at um, the London College of Now Communication, I believe. Mm. And um, we went to Russia to visit basically loads of different magazines. It was incredible. We went to Russian Vogue, which was unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I went to St. Petersburg. Beautiful, beautiful. It's an amazing, beautiful country. And also, because I love Simon Reeve, this is perfect for me. So he travels around and obviously Russia is a gigantic landmass. It's it's impenetrable. It is, I believe, the world's biggest country. It is the world's biggest country. Correct. <laughs> now I'm just gonna read you some facts that you could glean Ooh. from watching this from watching this. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's like he's Russia. in the room. Right, it has a quarter of the trees on planet Earth in Russia. Can you believe? Uh, no, that? I actually do find that surprising. Right, okay. And I watched the documentary. <laughs> okay, right, uh, right. In it, he also goes hunting for Siberian tigers. Okay, which yes. were an endangered species. They're, they're kind of coming up. There's a guy in it who's looking after Siberian tigers. A Siberian tiger. Okay, with his and the length of his tail. Okay, so imagine a Siberian tiger is half the length of a London bus. Yeah, isn't that a great it's a fact? Big tiger. A I ruddy can see big that. Tiger, That's a know. great fact. Yeah. I've okay. got a thing to say about the tiger, but remind me in case I forget. All right, I'm I've writing got a point to make about it. You've got a point to make about yeah. the tiger. Okay. And also he makes a very, very good point about global warming in this. So it's just got everything. Mm. So he goes to... Go on. I thought we were going to mention that I thought the fact that... that did you say Siberia contains a fifth of the world's landmass? Yeah, I Is did. Right? I have got that written like down that. here. Yeah. No, 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 hold oh. on. Siberia is a twelfth of all the land on Earth. Oh, a twelfth. That's still a lot. Still a lot. A bloody lot of land, Kay. Yeah, Go on. sorry, I just want to bring you back to my note. I've just written Tiger. You said to remind you about Tiger. Oh, yeah, so yeah. there's this um, yeah. So there's this interesting bit where he meets the Tiger filmer, a yeah. guy who is out there in So a guy is a, is a landowner. Massive forest, yeah. Yeah, he's a landowner and he's taken it upon himself to help save the Siberian tigers. Yes. And he's a tracker. There's only about 500 of them, I yes, think. Yes, there are. And so there's this bit in it, and I, I, I'm, I'm complimenting it, but it's unusual, to say the least, and I wonder whether mm. there, there was a Doesn't kind of like editorial discussion about this. Basically, instead of us seeing Simon Reeve seeing these tigers in the natural habitat and being filmed by his crew, he's watching on the guy's laptop the footage that he's managed to film, which is incredible, of the tigers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was hold quite on, bold. Hold on, no, To no, no, show, no. instead of getting actual footage, which must have been their dream, right. they're just, it's basically so, a lot, quite an extended but, scene of Simon Reeve looking at a laptop. Right, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. I'm hold saying on it's a, a good thing. They go, they go to try and track it. They go to try, obviously they've got limited time. Yeah. And a big element of this, which I really liked, is the fact that at every turn, they're being hounded right. by the police. This is my point. They're keeping it real. That's it to be, right, I'm just, just to interject, I wasn't as taken with this because I think there's better, better people for me doing travelogue shows. Oh. Joe Lum, big number one. But having said that, it got interesting when <laughs> <Good> the noise. <laughs> <laughs> it got interested when the police uh, got yes. on, his ta- on his case. The police is fascinating. Yeah, the feds was the amazing. modern version of the KGB. Yeah, but that's the whole, that's my point. So the point I, I wanted to, f- to finish making about the tiger incident, where he's watching him on the blitz, is it keeps it real. I was impressed. So I think another program might have gone. No, we can't use that because you were looking at this footage on a laptop. No, who cares? But actually, I thought that was real. Do you which know what is I mean? what was it? Because the guy filming it was interesting. Which is what you said about Joanna Lumley when she went to that. Do you yeah, remember that site? Similar. And it was all yeah. misty, and they right. still like had yeah, they her still talking. yeah, and yeah. had a hair going all over a realness the place. to the travel. Real, but even but this is even more real. So this you also in... see when the police when they start noticing the police following them and the, and the stopping them and taking his poor driver Drivers away. away. That's to all to a shown. psychiatric hospital for five right. hours. And again, that's all shown. Yeah. Um, very carefully, very, and, and they show them hiding the camera in the yeah. back. And again, this is all stuff that in another 
more glossy they, maybe they wouldn't put it in travel show wouldn't put it in so yeah. I, that's my favourite thing about it yeah. is the realness and he also goes he also goes to uh, visit um, a remote area of Russia where there are still reindeer herders yes and I just love the fact that he makes all these points about climate change and you should be concerned because basically oh. the reindeer because of global warming the reindeer are running out of the lichen that they need to eat in the winter time and you know what that means don't you no, no reindeer soup Christmas oh. presents Ooh. Reindeer soup? How could you say that? Okay, first thing I want to have got no idea. You can't Sorry. super reindeer. If you could see Steph's face at the mention of reindeer soup. But oh. also, even more importantly than that, that he shows those. More huge importantly than no presents at Christmas because well, Santa because, Claus yeah, has got any reindeer. Hum- yeah, because. Beg your pardon, the future of humanity is yeah. at stake. These are mm. huge craters. Boy's always very good at just seeing the real point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's making the point that this, this is like literally the. The manifestation yeah. of global warming and there's these huge it's, craters where do you know what it's they've like, melted, Bea? the ice has melted. It's a bit like unreported world meets yeah. Joanna Lumley's Russia. That's yeah. what it's been like. And You're I've literally like done X-factor. I've done the hand yeah. cross the arm yeah. cross. With to a bit of with a bit of um you know that politician's um uh, inconceivable truth? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, inconvenient, inconvenient truth. Inconvenient truth, inconceivable <laughs> truth. <laughs> oh my god. I'm wow. gonna now I'm gonna take it upon myself to get every title slightly wrong. I know so from now on. The, the, the incontrovertible truth. Inconvenient truth. Yeah. It is a bit like it's yeah. it's absolutely fascinating. And you Crazy come away from it feeling clever and also feeling like you've been on holiday with Simon Reeve and why wouldn't you want to do that because he's just so wonderful I think he's really good I agree with you yeah I think he might, I'm not really I think surprised he... you didn't like this as much, as much yeah she wasn't bothered no I could tell no. I was sitting next to her while she was watching and I could sense there was a certain you know I was watching the clock a little bit I've got to be honest oh, yeah. there was no. at one point some talk of us not doing this which I was <laughs> raging about as my mum would say he seems a lovely chap but do you not engaged. feel clever after you watch it do you not think oh god I've really learnt loads of stuff yeah perhaps and also, oh, very, there's not there's, very very let's say fair about yeah, the big facts. He, I, so you've learned great. there are only five hundred of these tigers. You've learned yeah, a twelfth yeah. of oh, the yeah, planet. Yeah, the bus, the bus is bigger. Yeah, the, the bus thing about the And also, he goes to he goes to like a disused army Dis- base <laughs> in that remote part of um, Siberia. He goes mm. to this disused army base, and he actually says that some scratch marks have been made. Army base. No. That Wolverine's been there. Wolverine. It was a Wolverine. Oh my god, that character. All right, cool. Not Hugh Jackman. A Wolverine has made some scratches. An actual, well, an actual Wolverine. Yeah. So I how many? Like, um, <laughs> I'm predicting here. I don't want to put words. Are you giving this a five star review? I am going to give it a five star review because That's if you want to, if you, I, this I'm is not. great. Do you know what? I watched it and then then I watched the <laughs> D- Benedict Cumberbatch thing and I was like, it's been a great night. This has mm. been an absolutely mm. perfect night. That's what again. I'm missable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> it's been. It was an unmissable night. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, stagecore may be the definition of missable, but you know, yeah. we have to, so, yeah. we have to yeah. include those. Well, things that's what we should do every week. We should have one thing that's mm, missible, missable, maybe. Right, missable that's fluff. the missable. Yeah, missable. Missable we don't fluff. know in advance, but it was. It was. I, I, I think it was really good. I, I learned a huge amount, and I'm, also, Russia is one of the places I feel like. You know, they go on the Trans Siberian Railway. One of the most fascinating mm. things. Yeah, exactly. One of the most fascinating. Jay Lum did that as places. well. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Oh, your loyalty to Joe Lum, I think, is clouding your appreciation yeah, of so Simon well. Reeve. Yeah. Mm. All right, Kay, how many stars are you going to give it then? I'm giving it three stars. Okay. That's three fine. stars? Yeah. That is, that is outrageous. DWI. Deal with it. Deal with it. Boy, that's, I'm sorry, that is outrageous. She's allowed to give it three stars. She's, what? At least it's consistent with the review, with her review thoughts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, it would have been—I would have been more I angry just, if you'd suddenly given it four. I just don't think it's a three-star program. 
I just don't. Well, I agree with you. Maybe, I'm giving it four I'll, as well. Maybe but... I'll think about doing a pog pole <laughs> and then falling asleep. Anyway, so you're giving it five? Yeah, it's amazing. Russia. Russia. With, it's a three-parter. It starts on BBC Two. It's on um, 28th of September at nine o'clock. Not that Kay needs to know that. She won't be tuning in again. Unbelievable. Because the Thursday, it's quite weird because most of this stuff's on a Sunday, isn't it? So um, that's why I mentioned that. Mm, Thursday. Mixing stuff up. <laughs> Thursday, the 28th. Revo. <laughs> Russia with Simon Revo. Simon Reeves, I might call it just to show up and get his name wrong. <laughs> like I have everyone else's. Inconceivable truth Inconceivable is my favourite. That's my favourite thing you've got wrong this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's time to start getting things right. It's, it's question time. Uh, what time is it? Question, question time. time. Oh, we didn't do this. Oh, maybe that's our new thing. Maybe yeah, we just, just say question time. We'll do my vocals a bit of a rest. Yes. And we might come in under an hour if we manage yeah. to. If we and this has been Satsuma Free, this podcast, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, we'll no vitamin fruit. C overdose for me today. But Kay has been accompanied by some coconut water. I can't believe you yeah. like that. That is vile, that coconut water. Yeah, I don't like coconut water. Either. Yeah, I don't know why anyone likes no. it. No. It's not Simon Reeve loves it. <laughs> bathes in it. You take that Suddenly back. Suddenly like you take that back. Anyway, in question time, the question is, bearing in mind that James Franco plays not one but two characters, twins, in Juice, mm. in The Juice, mm. what is your favourite James Franco thing? It can be a thing about him. It can be a film he's been in, a TV series he's been in, whatever you want. Franco. <laughs> he, right, there was a point that he's not audible. But Boyd pointed Franco, at me. tell Franco. me. Okay. Um, my favourite thing that he's been... I actually went to see him on Broadway Ooh. in uh, Of Mice Men. Ooh. and With? It, with Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. And oh, wow. it was sensational. And Well. Yeah. And then afterwards, my... Um, lovely friend Claire Hepworth um, actually stalked James Franco for the rest of her trip to New York Brilliant. and then went to like a private screening or something with him. oh my god it was insane she just got completely obsessed with him um, yeah because we waited outside afterwards when they come when, for when they come out yeah he was amazing of in his that. hotel room of his hotel room yeah no of when or they come out door, you know when they come door. out of stage door and, in, yeah. and when you go to something in Broadway uh, that's much more of a it's big a thing, thing. Yeah, it's, it's a much thing, more of a yeah. big it's getting thing. a big thing now here now as well I think yeah, yeah we just don't have the good streets in the same way that they do that they you know because no, they put up the barriers good. they're just yeah. not no. they're just not no. um, <laughs> it's true oh, no, you're right. it's true they have uh, better pavements yeah. sidewalks yeah Kay what's your favourite thing I know you love James Franco because you really embrace this question he's got brown hair it's my do you final not like answer. Why are you such a hater this episode? I do like James Franco. I mean, What's I mean, your beef? no, I'm indifferent. So I'd say brown hair, solid brown hair, and he's quite arty. He is quite arty. He's, I love him because he's got like he does. He's yeah. He's he was an art student, wasn't he? he does yep. yeah. He falls asleep in his lectures. He he does. He does an acting school. Your favorite thing about James Franco cannot be that he's got brown hair. But has he got brown hair? No, actually, his natural colour isn't brown. Ooh. What colour is it? It's blonde. Is it? No. no. What are you talking about? No, it's look, not. Look, look. <laughs> what is your favourite thing he's been in? Inconceivable truth over there. What is the thing, your favourite thing that he's been in? Oh, no, you really don't. You don't like him at all. I've given my... Can, can we just accept my answer? I'm accepting it. I'm Thank accepting you. it. She, yeah, she just, she just, she's not a huge fan of the Franco. Okay. I'm just indifferent. Um, I love the Franco, and um, I love everything he's done pretty much, apart from when he co-hosted the Oscars, which was terrible. Oh, with Anne Hathaway, that with was Anne bad that times. Was a, that was diabolical. Yeah, that was bad. Um, but I kind of like hair. the fact... Yeah, yeah, I mean, he has good... I like the fact that he even tried, but he was, it yeah. was poor. Also, Pineapple Express was a low point for him, I think. I don't mind Pineapple Express. Oh, no, I think that was a low I, lo- I really like This Is The End. I like it when he plays himself. He plays himself, he's done that a few times, This Is The End. 30 Rock. 
Oh yeah, brilliant. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But my favourite is Freaks and Geeks, which is the thing oh, that made him Freaks a star. And Geeks, Freaks Sarah. and Geeks. Yeah. Oh. If you haven't seen that, you know, it's it was the Judd Apatow, Paul Feig, who went on yeah. to do Bridesmaids and loads of other great stuff. Yeah, Heat. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a thing about kids um, at, at school, and it was incredibly funny. And it only lasted one season, unbelievably. Mm. Even it was one of the best things ever been on American TV. And he was the star, and he was brilliant in it, and lovable, and you know, kind of he, he established his persona even in that. If you look at you know one episode of him being a bit of a kind of like yeah. flighty, you know, kind of uh, slightly, how can we say it, you know, druggy mm. figure. Um, so there yeah. you have it. Of mice and men, uh, freaks, freaks and, geeks and geeks, and brown hair. Mm. Brown hair. Your recommendations. We've covered all the bases. Yeah, as ever. Thank you ever so much to <laughs> Kay Ribeiro. I'm gonna, I've got a new format point in the podcast. Okay. Which has actually Let's been inspired it. by the Empire podcast. Because okay. at the end of that, they each say goodbye. Whereas I've been just saying goodbye on behalf. On, I've said, you know. It has well, been we, presumptuous. We right, have talked about it's it. Presumptuous. Yeah, so it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.